tonight on Unsolved Dun 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 to get it today, we were talking about our favorite reality TV show. Is it reality TV? Well, it's docu-series slash reality, Doc- like, you know, real life stuff. Yeah. Okay. So like MythBusters and whatnot. Semi-scripted yeah. and keeping up with the Kardashians. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So great show. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, in the meantime, let's talk about our social media, Mitchell. All right, we have our Facebook, which is Facebook. <laughs> Our Facebook, which is Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> Entertain This Podcast is the group on Facebook. Uh-huh. Entertain This is the page. Then we have our Instagram, which is at entertain.this. We have our Twitter, which is at this.entertain. And then we have our YouTube page, which is entertain this. Exclamation point. Very nice. <laughs> yes. V- important, that exclamation point. Yes. For, Not the evil ellipses. Yeah. <laughs> for obvious reasons. Uh, also, somebody got punished. It wasn't us. Right? <laughs> Tom, this is uh, what? How many weeks in a row now? Three. This is three weeks. Well, it was this one, then what? Shaq Fu mm-hmm. and the Neil Breen classic. Mm-hmm. You've almost got up to five like me. <laughs> <laughs> almost. Almost. It's been three in a row. What'd you have Unprecedented. To, what'd you have to do last week? Uh, I had to watch the show Animorphs. <laughs> 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 Jokes on you! I like that show. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't bad. No, oh man, no. it was very nostalgic. Because uh, I I couldn't find it on Netflix, and I was like, "Damn, I'm gonna have to pay money." So what? I went to Amazon, and there's two seasons of it. Really? And I I forgot how long ago it came out. The show came out in 1999. What? Uh, I thought it was only one season. How many did you buy? Just like an episode or no, two? No, I bought the whole season. Oh, okay. It's like ten bucks. I watched four or five episodes. Yeah. What was the dumbest plot? Out of all those episodes, it really wasn't like that dumb. Some somebody had to turn into a dolphin to like clip, you know, the little ringlets, the coke ringlets, yeah, the coke ringlets. Like that, that, to save yeah, the there's fish. dolphins railing coke. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, the, the save the environment. Uh, that something like that had to happen at some point. Didn't no. no, no, there was no dolphins doing cocaine. Oh, okay, um, that would have been cool. <laughs> that would have been a different show. Uh, none of them actually turned into dolphins. So far, one of them turned into a dog. I'm going to turn into a cat, a lion, a rat, a white tiger, okay. a horse, and a falcon. Wow. Somebody needs to have, like, a weird animal, like a naked mole rat. <laughs> so, it actually, kidding. I forgot the the guy who played Iceman mm-hmm. in the original X-Men movies. He's in the show. He's, like, the lead Yeah, he's, guy. like, the main person. Yeah. And I was watching. I was like, hey, that's Iceman. And I, and I saw the other people, and I was like, I don't know who any of them are. <laughs> so, none of you were in anything else. How's it work? Like, you, you just, they just got, like, a so, superpower? I'll explain the premise of this show. For those of you who are have lived under a rock during the 90s and didn't read the books or watch this TV show. The books were, were pretty dumb. I'm not So there's lie. four friends. There's two guys and two girls. I don't remember any of their names. Uh, one of his name was Jake. <laughs> from State Farm. I don't from State any Farm. Of their names. He becomes Jake from State Farm. This is his origin story, actually. Mm-hmm. And then some other kid named Tobias. And like, I like how they always give these kids like crazy foreign names mm-hmm. in these nondescript towns. <laughs> Right. So they're running around at night, 
doing God knows what. Mm-hmm. And like they're like always going through some like abandoned factory place. It's when the, they're the like, what's that place. in the sky? And like the worst animated spaceship comes landing and crashes. <laughs> so aliens. Aliens. Okay. Aliens. Mm. So this blue Pegasus horse fellow, centaur looking chap, <laughs> comes right. trotting down the, the plank. Falls, eats it. And he's just laying there like, Ugh, and he doesn't have like a mouth. They have like or no nose. He's an endolite. And yeah, I'm having the weirdest picture in my head. But they got like you know on. pointy elf ears and like the Shrek looking things. I don't know if they're eyes. The Shrek looking things. Yeah, like the like antennas. Yeah, it's a set, another set of eyeballs. Oh, yeah. Okay. And he's got like really big like cat looking eyeballs, and he's like communicating with them telepathically. And he says, "This like, sounds like a Power Rangers." Who, like the plot is, there's these bad guys, but they're bugs. They're like little, little it's slugs. Like, yeah, it's like little slugs like crawl on your ear and like latch onto your brainstem and take over the world. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I, it's kind of like that Star Trek thing. Yeah, and invasions of the body snatcher. Kind of Pretty thing, much. Yeah. Which is actually, they, they joke about it in the show. Because oh, yeah. like the guys, like one of the guys' dad is like watching the original. Oh. In the movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was it that, the one with uh, Donald Sutherland? They showed like four seconds of the like, movie. <gasps> Yeah, that, it, it was that scene specifically. Really? Donald Sutherland going, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. So they, uh, they're always like, oh, it's like, let's get the hell out of here. And the, guy, and the Iceman kid is just like, he needs help. So they go over to the alien. Yeah. And they start talking to him, and he gives him, like, the animal power. But he just holds up this, like, big white glowing cube. Yeah. And the five of them have to touch it and get the power of, like, the animal thing, where all they have to do is touch an animal to get its DNA, and then they could turn into that animal. So, they, like, the... They're not always going to be a cat. Like if he wants to, no. if he wants to be a whatever animal that a they ferret. touch. Yeah, he, if he touches right. a ferret, yeah, bam, he could become a ferret. Okay, but only for two hours. Oh. Otherwise, the process becomes permanent. And so it's basically they solve their hijinkses and whatnot as animals be, through the power of being an animal. Because yes, that's better than being a human. In what situation <laughs> would being a cat help you more than being a human being? Recon. Recon. Which they actually do. That's yeah. actually, that actually happens. The girl turns into a cat and like sneaks and goes, "Oh, the thing's over here!" and like runs back and tells everybody. And then the, another one like causes a distraction. They try to like they get like this disc thing that apparently like one of them supposed to guard. And he immediately like the guy like tries to like throw it to him and the kid just runs away. Mm. And then the other one, you know, they recover it and he's got it in his jacket pocket. And there's like no way it's gonna be gone. Right. And then they send him a message like, "Oh, we have this," and you know. <laughs> You know, you guys need to turn yourselves in or we'll do that stuff. And they're like, oh, they got the disc. It's like, how does the disc even work? Why do we need this? <laughs> Don't, I haven't explained it yet. I haven't gotten that far into the show. Do, um, like, did they get caught by, like, a dog catcher or anything like that? Is anything, No, I, I, they, they haven't been caught by a dog catcher. Uh, they almost got caught, but two of them turned into, like, small gecko lizards or whatever from, like, science class. Hmm. And, like, the bad guy is the, the bad guy's the principal of the school. <laughs> always. <laughs> always. It's always an authoritarian figure. And Bueller. he picks it up and he's like, disgusting creature. And, like, throws it. Really? And the kid, like, runs underneath the door and it turns to a regular kid and just blends in with the rest of the classes, like, getting out. And the guy, like, runs out, like, where'd that lizard go? It's what like, about their clothes and stuff? Yeah, that morphs too. Yeah. Uh, it's, not like, it's not like, together. you know, Obi Wan, where he gets cut in half by Darth Vader and he's just closed. And it's like, either he's morphed to the force or there's somebody running around naked. Yeah, I guess you probably couldn't have naked children running around. I will say show. for a 1999 show, the transformation sequences that they show yeah. are actually pretty good. It lo- it doesn't look horrible. It looks pretty decent. The the books always had the stupidest covers mm-hmm. with like somebody transforming into a dolphin, you know. Mm-hmm. They just look like some 
weird inbred thing somewhere in between. Just it's like normal person, dolphin, and in the middle is Alabama. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and <then bam>. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's all you ever see. You never like think of the normal person or the dolphin. You just see like mm-hmm. the gross in between. But know? like the animals, ain't natural. Like they have like the one girl. Of course, her mom owns like runs this like farm sanctuary for like these animals. And it's yeah. like, oh, we're gonna have to do something better than like dogs or whatever. We need, you know, different animals. And it's like, oh, let's go to the exotic exhibit. And there's just, you know, tigers, lions. It's like, what is your mom doing with these animals? It's like, surely there must be some sort of licensing involved. And they're just in these like big rooms with just, you know, like little steel bar cages. She's the tiger queen. Yeah, yeah. obviously. Well, it's Carol Baskin. If you, if you watch that show, you know you don't really need that much licensing. No, it's, you basically yeah. just like, yeah, if you have the money to afford it, you. Bam, yeah. you and can have a tiger. If, if Shaq can just walk up and be like, I want to buy that tiger, you know, and this is the 90s, I'm sure it could, it could probably it, it work could be done. Yeah, so. It's like, you just got to touch it. It's like, what do you mean? He has to go in the cage and touch the and it like <laughs> touch getting, the damn tiger? He starts getting mauled by a tiger. <laughs> That's not what I mean. It's like, yeah, and the lady's like, make this like noise, like a, almost like purry sound, like, you know, it calms down the tiger, and I'm like, and he's just walking towards the tiger, and I guess it, it has to be trained animals, obviously. But I'm like watching it, and I'm like low budget, low budget. And I'm watching, I'm like they have a white Siberian tiger just hanging out, and like his environment is floor and like a couple bales of hay, and that's what he's resting on, and he's just sitting up there just doing tiger stuff, tiger stuff, just minding his business, just minding his own business. (laughs) So uh, this was Nickelodeon, right? Was this Nickelodeon? I think this was Nickelodeon. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember they they had like had a really strange lineup of. Live action shows back in the mm-hmm. day. Like, Animorphs, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah. Are You Afraid of the Dark was a great show. All that. Traumatized me. Yeah, all that. Yeah. I remember Hey Dude. Yeah. That was the dumbest show. I have no idea what was even going on in that show. It's a bunch of people whining about horses and stuff. Nickelodeon back in the day was, you know, that was the stuff. Mm-hmm. Salute Your Shorts. That was the best one. It was called what? Salute Your Shorts. You remember that? No. <laughs> Camp. Anawana, we hold you in, in our heart. heart. And when, when we think about, about you, it makes us want to fart. <laughs> you never said what? No, <laughs> you're making this up. That's a great show. You rehearsed that. That's not a real show. That's a real show. I guess uh, that shows our age difference. <laughs> uh, yeah, the you know the four year age gap between the two of us. Yeah, great show. But Animorphs, I watched it. I'll probably keep watching it just because I'm going to get my money's worth. Okay. Um, so it, it cost you less than Neil Breen. It no. did. It cost two dollars less than watching Fateful Findings. Yeah. And one episode had better production quality in the nineties. Not a nineteen. The first episode, of the nineteen ninety nine show Animorphs, has better production quality than Neil Breen's Fateful Findings, which came out in like what twenty fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The acting's better. I believe it. Yeah. So the effects are better. The I'm music dis- is better. I'm kind of disappointed that you liked it though. I'll- Really I liked it, it when it came out in 1999. Yeah, but I was hoping you'd go back and look and be like, this was really bad. What was... <laughs> you know what show I really hated, Mitch? Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Hated that show. That's Horrible. Bad. <laughs> what was? Uh, what would you rate this show? Uh, you know, I'd give it like a six. Really? I'd give it a six and a half out of ten. Yeah. I mean, it was a little nostalgic. I mean, it's obviously watching it now, it's a little corny. What was the most 90s thing you saw on that show? <laughs> the clothes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, God, why was everything just baggy everything yeah. was just so much like none of your clothes fit everybody just looked like they woke up they're all hand me downs like they just woke up wearing their clothes just went to school it's like that kid's wearing like a nice like leather like business suit looking yeah. jacket and that's completely normal for the 90s yeah i don't know cool well your punishment is done until it the wasn't really episode. a punishment 
Oh, get a nice reprieve. Darn. So, <laughs> uh, all right, moving on to our news section. Each week we do a little bit of research in the three mediums. And, and when uh, we say little bit, we can't stress the amount of little bit. Hey, we wrote some stuff down. So, <laughs> um, Let's do movies first. Who has movies? I did. I did. Go for it. You know how we said free guys coming out December 10th? We lied. <laughs> <laughs> the day of the last podcast when we said that, they said, uh, we're going to delay it indefinitely. So at the moment, there is no release date for Free Guy, which is Ryan Reynolds' video game kind of movie. Yeah. It's kind of disappointing. I'm thinking they probably spent a ton of money in that movie, and they really don't want to put it on streaming because uh, they want to they want to get that box office and everything. So Yeah, it's uh, just kind of disappointing. It's supposed to come out back in June. <laughs> they didn't even have a release date. No. I mean, so. let's be serious. I mean, Bond was supposed to come out last year. Yeah. Yeah. We've we talked about the release of that movie several times on this show. It still hasn't come out. <laughs> yeah, Dune's been post, pushed off for a year. It's all up and down with these movies, these huge, giant blockbusters. I wonder if, like, because of Corona and stuff now, producers and, and studios are going to be like, let's not spend $300 on a movie ever again. $300 million. $300 million on a movie. I'm not giving you 300 bucks to make this. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Neil Breen. Get out. <laughs> well, unfortunately, all these great, you know, or possibly great blockbuster movies are getting pushed back. But don't worry. Melissa McCarthy is making a new super intelligence movie, which is supposed to be a comedy based about a uh, AI that might take over the world, may or may not. Okay. I'm so done with Melissa McCarthy movies. And They're not funny. They're just stupid. And... What gets me is people still go to watch these. It's like, it's, I don't know. It's just very, the comedy is not funny. <laughs> it's like, you're, you're the best character, the role she best ever had was like as that other like side person in like Gilmore Girls. <laughs> no, I was going to say uh, Bridesmaids was pretty funny. She was pretty funny in Bridesmaids. Yeah, that wasn't yeah. horrible. But, uh, eh, yeah, they, they, somebody's struck in a, you know, I guess, I think, it, I think it's like marketed towards middle-aged women. She's the female Zach Galifianakis. And they, uh, you know, like a lot of ladies get together after their morning mimosas and they go and <laughs> watch a Melissa McCarthy movie. And you know, then they could talk about their husbands. You know what else the world needed? What? Another Olympus Has Fallen movie. Yeah. <laughs> Gerard yeah. Butler's making another one of those. It's just the fourth one, right? It's just I a, don't know. It's just what? a weird thing to make a series out of. Like, I remember when the first one came out, I was like, okay, that's a thing. It's kind of like Die Hard with a President. Gotcha. It was a cool concept. And then they made a sequel, and I was like, I could have done without that. Whatever. They're in London for some reason. Okay. Things are going on. Morgan Freeman. Okay. I just like how every movie that comes out in a franchise like this, like Die Hard or whatever, they have to one-up the last one. Like, it, it, eventually, you can only save the world so many times before it becomes, you know, anticlimactic. You know? <laughs> so. Or people just start quite like, why is it... This happening and you're always doing it. What what have you been up to? Yeah, like how do you guys ignore everything that's happened up to this point? And it's always the same thing. Like the the uh, the John McClane character is always just like you know you need to listen to me. There's bad guys doing stuff. They're like no, we didn't listen to you for the first four times and it worked out. We'll start. We're not gonna start now. And then like the world almost blows up. And they're like, uh -huh. man, we should have listened to you. And then he like walks up. He's like all disheveled looking and blade. He punches a guy in the face. Yeah. Makes out with a woman and then leaves. Now, I don't know about this one, but I know the last one that they kind of framed Gerard Butler's character like, well, you've been doing all this stuff saving him. And now they kind of framed him as like he was the one going after him, yet he had the president with him and they were hiding out. Yeah, he got shot like eight times throughout the series. I don't think that that's <laughs> probably more. Yeah. 
It's like, ow. Yeah, I don't think that's part of it. Uh, you know, that, that's a good cover-up if that's the case. I mean, there are series <laughs> that have done, like, that kind of stuff well, where it's always these two or this mm-hmm. person. And, like, they they spoof it and almost make kind of make fun of themselves with it. Yeah. Like, Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Like, something's going on, and they're like, oh, who's in the car chase? It's like, these guys and, you know, Riggs and Murtaugh. And they just go, all right, my money's on Riggs and Murtaugh. And, like, you know, they start taking bets on them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of like, uh, you know, how how much reasonable is, like, the, the, the reach of this film? Like, for instance, you know, okay... Cops are in lethal weapon movies. Let's they're 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 chasing a bank robber. Mm-hmm. All right, who's who stole two hundred thousand dollars out of a bank, and they cause six million dollars of destruction on the way <laughs> to apprehend these guys. <clears throat> you know, gotta get them bad guys. <laughs> we, we we got our action. We got our our eye candy out of the movie. It was a lot of fun, but the the reality of the situation is like eventually gets exhausting. You know, <laughs> I don't know, but uh, we'll see. Maybe they'll just reinvent the wheel again with this new one. What's it called? I don't know what the name of this one. I think called. it's called Night Fallen. Night Fallen. Night, night has fallen. <laughs> so what? He has to stop nighttime. Yeah, yeah vampires. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what do we do? I don't know. Wait twelve hours for the sun to come up. <laughs> that'd be the only way they could like one up the previous ones. He's already like stopped nukes and stuff from going off. So what's that stupid series of movies that they made fun of it <laughs> or made in uh, Tropic Thunder? Like Ben oh, Stiller. Uh, what is that called? Oh no. Uh, That's like basically what this yeah, is. Yeah, Scorcher, Scorcher, Scorched Earth, Scorched Earth or Scorcher. Scorcher. Yeah, the Scorcher. It's yeah. like this time. It's like Ice Age. <laughs> yeah, he's got like two babies, and his he's got like an Eskimo like suit yeah. on. He's just like time to turn up the heat. Yeah. <laughs> ma, ma, ma. You ma, 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 make, make me happy. <laughs> sample check. <laughs> you will. You will act sample check. I just, I just want them to stop delaying things. I mean, at what point do everybody else goes back to work? Everybody else is doing everything, but movies, nah. Or just do it where like you know all this nonsense happens, and there's a guy in an office who just controls drones and like electronic stuff, and it's like, oh, this stuff's going. We gotta get Gerard Butler. We gotta get this guy to do all this stuff, and he just goes like, what's going on? And he just like, hang on, pulls up a new tab, and just goes click, 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 and boom. All right, we're done. We won. <laughs> it's over. And just uh, already have all the footage pre-recorded they can just cut together a movie it's like what'd you do i hacked into the base they're in i closed all the doors turned off the ventilation they'll suffocate in about eight hours yeah (laughs) Uh, Uh, but that that's my news i'll move on to my uh review okay what'd you watch i watched love and monsters which there's not a lot of love love and monsters yes not love and monsters love and and monsters monsters. yes so there's some love and some monsters right it (laughs) basically like the the plot of this is there's an asteroid coming to Earth. Well, happens all the time. The Earth joins together, shoots nukes at it, destroys the asteroid, and then the nuclear fallout mm-hmm. mutates all of the cold-blooded creatures on on the planet. And those cold-blooded creatures end up killing ninety percent of the planet, of the human population. It's like, whoops, <laughs> that was an unforeseeable setback. Well, then the movie, you know, after that happens, it jumps forward like five. It's either five or seven years. And you have all these people that basically live in underground bunkers or, like, scavengers on the run mm-hmm. from, like, a, a frog that's the size of a swimming pool. Okay. <laughs> it's a big frog. Yeah. But, uh, like, the, the he tells a joke, like, describing what happened. Like, this one kid's goldfish, like, mutated overnight and ate him. Wow. <laughs> it's it's pretty. Did he flush it, the kid, like, the remainder of the kid down the toilet? It, slowly playing taps? Yeah. It, it's a pretty, it's. It's pretty good. I mean, it's not a great movie, but it's worth watching. It, was it, it a comedy? It, yeah, it's. I mean, it's 
at certain times it takes itself serious. At certain times it's very comedic, but it's about this, this boy who's, I guess he's, you know, probably 16, 17, somewhere around there. Well, his girlfriend, you know, he's 16, 17. And then his finds out his girlfriend lives is living in a community that's mm. 80 miles away. Yeah. Well, he's tired of being the only single person in their bunker. So he's going to go find his girlfriend. <laughs> This was, this was his girlfriend before the apocalypse? Yes. Okay, so. Yes. Okay. So basically, this is a quest for love. He's been talking to her through, like, those little ham radios. Like, somehow he, he checked, like, 90-something places and eventually found her on the radio. Uh-huh. And, why, didn't she, uh, why didn't she just tell him where she was? Well, she he didn't know. Or, or was he getting catfished? Well, when everything, <laughs> when everything went to crap, they were kind of separated, and he found them. Was this a road trip movie? Well, it was only the one guy. What do you mean? Like he's walking through. Okay, so it's a road walking. There's no vehicles. All right. <laughs> everything is everything's gone down the drain. Like there's no vehicles. There's they have like a generator running on power in like this missile silo. What? All right. All the bullets are already gone. They've used them all. So basically, you take this guy that, and and he's terrified of everything. Mm-hmm. So like, if, and when he's terrified, he like freezes up. Mm-hmm. So he's got to overcome his fears. Take his crossbow and go eighty miles on foot across the land with all these giant, you know, mutated looking things. So this is basically like you know a quest through Australia. Yeah, pretty much. And <laughs> what uh, what's kind of funny is like without telling too much, he comes across Michael Rooker mm-hmm. and a, and a little girl <laughs> that are like these living on the surface scavengers that okay. help him out. But it's pretty funny. I mean, it's got its moments. He comes across a dog, which becomes like his best friend that helps him get across it. This dog's like super smart. Mm-hmm. Of course but, uh, he is. You know, you know, like he closes doors and things like that. It's for Air him, Bud, <laughs> pretty yeah. much. But uh, it, it was a fun movie to watch. It, I mean, it's not something I would watch over and over. What did you watch it on? Um, streaming. You don't, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> you, you you found your ulterior means to watch this movie. I watched it on an app. Yeah. Anybody notable in it? Uh, you got. Aside from uh, Michael Rooker, what's his name? Uh, Dylan O'Brien. He was the, the main guy. Yeah, the Maze Runner. Okay. Um, you got Jessica Hit- Jessica Henwick, which I don't know a lot of things. I know she was in Iron Fist as like the the Asian girl. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what else she's been in other than that though. But uh, she's like she's the guy's uh, girlfriend that he's going to find, and she was yeah. in Game of Thrones. Jessica was? Henwick. Yeah. Oh yeah, she was. She was. She was one of the the Viper sisters or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she's the I one that he's going to save and. It, it's, it was a good movie. I mean, it's not something great, but it, it was given a 7 out of 10 on IMDb. I, I would probably give it a, a 7, 7.5, just because it, it was better than I think, you know, it could have Than you thought it would be? Yes, yeah. right. It should be one of those movies, like, on Amazon or something like that, instead of the crappy Amazon movies that are you can watch now. Like, you, I mean, you can get it on Amazon, but you got to pay, like, the yeah. theater price thing. I don't, the free, the free <laughs> movies on Amazon right now are hard to watch, you know, and, and you come up with some better stuff, but... Well, cool. So I'm glad you liked it. Um, did you see? Uh, just not, not to get away from movies just yet. Did you see the news article about uh, the witches? Yeah, oh, that they apologized for Anne Hathaway. What happened? I, I haven't seen. <laughs> Apparently, it sucked. So, all right, HBO Max. I don't know if you ever saw the uh, the original witches. It's a Ron. I can't remember the name. Ronald Gall book, like a children's book. Um, it's then, creepy though. The original one had uh, what's her name from um, uh, uh, Adam's family, uh, Morticia. Yeah, I don't yeah. know her name. God, I forgot her name too. Um, Wait, but the anyway, movies or the show? The movies. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but anyway, she she was the main witch, and she was creepy. She had this like long nose and these like 
these like uh, like spindly little fingers, fingers that like had like knives. They had like bugles on them. <laughs> yeah, but uh, this remake that has Anne Hathaway and it's kind of like a weird choice that they decided to do with her. They had like her normal face, but they made her bald. But then they gave her like three fingers. Okay, I haven't seen the movie, so. Yeah, they, I haven't seen it either. I just oh. seen her pictures, and she's just got these like three fingers, like she's like a weird looking bird mm-hmm. hand thing. Well, that's the offensive part is that she has these three fingers. Apparently, there's a community of people out there that are only have three fingers. <laughs> <laughs> only have the, and, and so they, they they said they didn't like uh, being identified as the an evil witch, and now everybody's calling them witches and stuff in the streets and whatnot. I don't know. I mean, you know, I. In my opinion, if if you identify with someone who's a bad guy just because you share a similar feature, mm-hmm. the problem might be with you, not with everybody else. It's like what You're about people for a who long, have six hard fingers life. on their right hand? Yeah, yeah, right. Well, I mean, I, I would actually be kind of cool with that. But anyways, <laughs> but uh, it's it's that's a silly. That's like the biggest you know to do right now with film. And like she apologized, you know, HBO apologized. I wonder if they're gonna like. Take it, it down. I have no idea. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe Which is all the these five people, finger cut. Maybe <laughs> all these like theaters and production companies should just go. You know what? Screw it. Mm-hmm. Bite me. If you didn't like it, sorry. Learn. If you don't don't watch it. <laughs> yeah, you just it's like get over it. I'm just, tired of people having to apologize for stupid I, crap. I don't think anybody yeah. would walk up to somebody and be like, "Hey, you with the three fingers, you're a witch." Oh, I saw that movie. You know, I people don't. Think don't uh, people just look to be offended by something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever. Like I'm, I'm offended that that bad guy wears glasses. I wear glasses. And maybe, maybe like there's some <laughs> like real ulterior marketing s- scheme behind it. Maybe people are like, you know, seeing these news articles and they're like, what are people talking about? And then they go watch the movie, you Could know, be. and they're yeah. making money off of it. So, but we'll see what all this blue is about. Yeah. I don't know. But anyways, I thought that that was stupid and worth talking about. So I knew they had some kind of like, had to apologize for something, but I didn't know what it was. There it is. (laughs) Whoop. Yep. I mean, I wish that we could just re-release movies from the 90s today and act like they never existed before just to see people's reaction. Like uh, Big Big, Big Trouble in Little China. Let's let's see who can piss off with that classic movie. (laughs) Uh, All right. TV shows. I had them. What did you have? You want the news first or you want the movies? I don't care. The- I don't care. <laughs> All right, well, we'll do news because that's what you did. All right. New Star Wars show. Yeah. So Another one. Another one. With the lady. Another one. The, yeah, with the lady. The lady that's making it. Uh, it's supposed Wesley to be like Helen. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so, Star Wars is coming out with a new show. Uh, what's it? Leslie Heeland? Yeah. Apparently, it takes place in like a alternate timeline of star wars but it's still canon how does that happen i don't know i think they're just setting it at a time that's not during the movies when did we get time travel (laughs) alternate timeline i don't know (laughs) it's it's you know a believe a female driven action thriller because star wars is completely devoid of strong female characters (laughs) totally it's a sausage fest i like a family guy when Mm -hmm. they're doing blue harvest Mm-hmm. And they're like uh, meeting around the uh, Imperial Death Star plans, plotting how to destroy it. Mm-hmm. And then there's that lady that just starts talking about how to blow up the Death Star. And uh, Peter, who's playing Han Solo, is like, "Who's that lady?" And then Lois, who's playing uh, Princess Leia, she's like, 
I don't know who she is, but I don't like her. <laughs> just immediately. <laughs> <laughs> just, just because two women can't like each other in movies. Or in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so apparently that's a show that, that's been greenlit to take place and happen. That's literally all we know about it right now. Wow. Of course it has. I, don't I, think I bet you it gets made before Obi-Wan gets made. No, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I think it's going to get shot down. I bet she'll be littered with production nightmares. And, yeah. You know, they're, they're going to have... A lot of people, like, they're going to end up, like, just ignoring rules about Star Wars and trying to make this thing mm -hmm. because they obviously have an agenda with this, and uh, I think we'll get shot down. So I think it will, too. I uh, hope it gets shot down. Me, too. I mean, who knows? Maybe the, I know, hope this thing gets shot down like Big's Dark Lighter in, in the Death Star run. We, maybe, maybe we don't know. There, there, this, there could be some merit to the story that we don't see yet and it could be something really good and still waiting for that darth vader show we'll see what happens who knows star wars has enough characters that haven't been explored that they don't need to make up new ones they just need to talk more about the ones you never hear about yeah, it's like yeah, I think there's more background and story to these side characters it was I, like oh that guy's cool it, i think if you want a like a, a female protagonist driven story which has been done before and did pretty successful as far as i'm concerned with rogue mm -hmm. one yeah um you know there's other things you could do. Mm -hmm. you know. They could just give Ahsoka her own show. That would be really cool. <laughs> yeah. So, but see, like the problem with that from a marketing standpoint is she's not a human. So who cares? Well, what about the girl uh, Amelia they, Clark's character from Solo? Yeah, that was a dumb movie. It was a dumb movie. <laughs> but I mean, she's working for Darth Maul. She's nah. in like the black market. It's like that. That could be neat. I don't care about anybody in that movie. You know, that movie almost made me hate Han Solo. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was not good. Other news, the Loki TV series no. is supposed to be getting released uh, early next year. Oh, okay. I, I knew it was in production, but I didn't know when. Yeah, they started filming in January, um, got delayed because of COVID and all that crap, and then they picked back up in September. So it's, it's supposed to be it's a six-episode series, and it's supposed to be part of Phase 4 for the MCU. And it will have Tom Hiddleston playing Loki. Um, it also features Sophia DiMartino, Owen Wilson. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Gugu Mobatha hyphen raw yeah, and that guy. Sasha Lane. I don't know who any of those people are. I know who Owen Wilson is. Um so this is the the Loki well This okay. is it's the based Loki, on the one that an, an endgame where yeah. he steals the Tesseract and just vanishes. Right. This is his adventures now. So he's still like like shenanigans Loki. He's no. still yeah. very much shenanigans he's Loki. He's not redemptive Loki. Right. No. Right. <laughs> Um, this, this is not Ragnarok Loki. This is, you know, getting smashed into the ground by the Hulk Loki. D Disney's got a lot. They got Mandalorian, and they got WandaVision, and then they have this coming out. Mm -hmm. so. They're still working on the Hawkeye show, and then they got the Winter Soldier and Falcon, which comes out next year. Okay, so they got they got a good little lineup. They We're got Moon Knight they're still yeah. working on, yeah. She-Hulk. I feel like they're, uh, they're making up because, like, having Disney Plus this past year was kind of useless. Besides the Mandalorian, there wasn't really that much else worth watching mm -hmm. yeah so and honestly i don't know about you guys i'm kind of disappointed in the mandalorian this season so far it's been pretty much a it's been stupid Boba Fett. <laughs> eh, i okay. haven't seen episode two yet so. boba fett's cool but the, the episode two was just filler <laughs> yeah it was like expensive filler like, which means like you know most shows like that do that it's like but cool, if you have cool start filler episodes like the next episode have, must be good if then. you have eight episodes Eight episodes per season. Each one should be amazing. Exactly. There, there shouldn't be like a useless in between episode. But man. now they're like they're gonna start turning like that Walking Dead's formula. I don't know. They we'll open it up with some cool stuff. Nothing for weeks. Very dark. And then season uh, action, uh, plot, the cliffhanger. <laughs> now you got to watch the next season, which comes out in like six months. And there's a freaking gnat in here. 
<laughs> they already said season four has been greenlit for Mandalorian. So. Yeah. All right, what, uh, what else you got? I watched Truth Seekers. No. The Simon Pegg and Nick Frost show, which came out about two weeks ago. Okay. I was going to talk about it in time for it, but Hayden had watched something else for a TV show and said, no, I'm reviewing TV this week. That's exactly what I said. So this, in, in that tone, in, in that tone, exactly. <laughs> um, eight episodes. I was going to just, you know, watch a couple. I ended up watch, I ended up binging the whole season out <laughs> in like one morning. It's a funny show. It's, yeah. it's a pretty good, because it's got Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, um, Malcolm McDowell, who, if you don't know who he is, you know. Clockwork Orange guy. Clockwork Orange guy. And a bunch of other movies that I'm not going to name because he was in a lot of stuff. Uh, Julian uh, Barrett from The Mighty Boosh. The guy with the mustache, not Noel Fielding. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's a, it was a show, British comedy show. So the premise is Nick Frost like works for, I guess, like 18, like a spoof version of AT&T called yeah. Smile. And Simon Pegg is his boss, and he's wearing this ridiculous toupee. And he's like, you know, this part-time paranormal investigator who makes like crappy YouTube videos and has like 112 subscribers. Hmm. That's yeah, like us, except I'm, we like talk about entertainment instead of hunting ghosts. I remember seeing like he showed one of his videos to his colleague and mm-hmm. it's, it's like, did you see that door close? That's nine hours of elapsed footage. It's a really slow ghost. It's <laughs> a really slow ghost. And like his partner, like is a guy who starts working at the company and his, his name is Elton John, yeah. which is dumb. <laughs> and they start going through and like, the kid ends up being like, he's like a magnet for paranormal stuff. Uh-huh. So he wants to quit the job and Nick Frost is like, no, it's like, we got to do all this stuff. And then like, they meet this other girl and then they start meet, hanging out and going on all these crazy, wacky ghost adventures. And then there's like some other plot stuff and like this evil book made out of like human skin. Necronomicon. Yeah. The Necronomicon. <laughs> and it, it's, it's not laugh out loud. Funny. Do you smell bad? Why are there flies? I don't know. It's just one. Yeah. <laughs> I just see him squatting. I'm about to put a contract out on this nap. Five dollars, kill him. He's on my. I did shower, you son of a. (laughs) Got him. Anyway, he's going for my Red Bull. (laughs) Sack of. All right, all right. Make our people bleep stuff. Beep. There you go. Beep. All right, go ahead. Um. I will say Malcolm McDowell is I didn't know he could do comedy that well. Yeah. He is hysterical because he shows up in the beginning and he's going down this like stand and stair lift thing at, you know, the speed of smell. And he's got his bathrobe on and Nick Frost is sitting there typing. And he looks in the mirror, and goes, can you wear underwear? Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, no, it's my house. <laughs> and then like some fair point. They come over and he's like taking the stupid stair lift to try to get upstairs to get ready because he's just in his pajamas and a bathrobe. He gets like three steps up. And he's just sitting there, like, looking at the top, looking at the top. He just gets out and sprints. And it's like, <laughs> why is he even in the chair? I saw the first episode where, like, he's sitting in it arguing with uh, the Nick Frost character. Mm-hmm. He just reaches over and clicks the button. He's, he's yelling he's, at him as he's going up the steps. <laughs> he, just, he turns on the lift and he's like, he just starts giving him the business. <laughs> I wish I could have, like, apparatuses take people away from me like that. And then he makes, like, this dopey video. So like he sends like a video to like uh, Elton John's like sister who has like her own YouTube channel because like the two of them click on like a whole bunch of stuff mm. and he sends it to her but like it starts doing like the Snapchat like filter with like bunny ears and he's feeling he's like what the fuck <laughs> like cursing like swatting at stuff that's not there and acting up and then it <laughs> uploads and he's like what is that I say? upload 
oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> and he's trying to get Nick Frost to delete it, but it gets him all these subscribers because yeah. it's so dumb. It's you know, it's one of those viral videos. Mm-hmm. And he's like, All right, I'll delete it. And he pulls up his laptop and goes, all right, it's gone forever. He's like, you just made noise and didn't do anything. He's like, no, it's gone forever. <laughs> it's a fun show. I'd give it an 8 out of 10. Uh, Simon Pegg's not really in it, though. Like, he's he's a character, but not like a main character. Right? Yeah, he's in seven of the eight episodes. So, so if you're if you're into... Uh, the Simon, dynamic duo of right, that's Frost not, and It's Pegg. not exactly that, right? It's, it's, it's pretty much about Nick Frost. Okay. And the other two uh, side characters, yeah. Elton John and... Yeah, if you yeah, if you want to watch uh you know, if you want to watch a David Spade and Chris Farley movie, you you're mostly getting David Spade out of this one. Sorry. Yeah, you're mostly getting Spade. <laughs> um he does he the last couple episodes he's in it a lot more and he becomes like a central figure and just okay. watch the show. It's there's a lot of stuff that I don't want to spoil. Yeah. I'm not going to pull a spoilers <clears throat> McGee. I don't know. But it's nah. definitely worth a watch. So you give it a what? I give it an 8 out of 10. Cool. All right. Uh video games. Games. So, let's do news first. Uh, I got an Xbox that didn't come in the mail today. <laughs> the other one. It's the other one. Oh. All right, there you go. You're gonna hit. You. Let me do it again. <laughs> I feel like we kind of defeat the purpose with all of our. But anyways, we um, make the sound effects ourselves. Uh, I will. I wanted to bring it and then like unbox it and you know basically just showcase my. My fortune and laugh at you peons for not having one, but uh, I didn't. Have, I don't have one, so I'm glad it didn't show up. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. for that reason, it'll show you. It'll maybe show up tomorrow, and I might be able to like smell it before I have to run off and do military leave for two weeks. But uh, uh, so I'm excited about that coming in. Um, other than that, Cyberpunk delayed. No, it's not delayed. <laughs> All right. December 10th still. Okay. 2077. They've gone to gold. They passed. Uh, they went to gold for the last thing. Sh- <laughs> All right. It's not coming out in it, December. It's good. The reason why I got delayed was because the current gen consoles, you current gen peons were holding back my cyberpunk experience. Okay. Because the, uh, the, the they had to like da- figure out how to downgrade. They had to make it crappy. For the current generations instead of the new generations. So you mean this game that was supposed to originally come out on the real console? Actually, it, it's supposed to come out in like 360, I think, <laughs> at one point. <laughs> it's been forever. This so you're telling been... me they had, oh, it was just so great that we we had to downgrade, even though we had planned to come out on this console well, for years. When they make a game, they make it with the most cutting-edge PC technology, and then they figure out how to port it the new, sort of towards. <laughs> the new console wasn't the most cutting-edge at the time because it hadn't been made yet. <laughs> Yeah, like all the uh, graphics cards and stuff like that. Developers always get those kits first. So they're gonna be like, "We're gonna delay it until PS6." Yeah, no, it's coming out December 10th, uh, <laughs> 2077. There's been a lot of speculation and, and actually looking into the cyberpunk, uh, like what they will allow consoles to have, has raised a lot of uh, questions about what video games get over NVIDIA graphics cards and AMD graphics cards because um, apparently. AMD is trying to corner the market on ray tracing. And what ray tracing is, is um, dynamic light. So if you go through, I don't know, like a jungle in a video game and you have like a, you know, no clouds but sun coming down, you can see like each individual shadow of a leaf and stuff like that. You know, it's it's in real time. That's very, uh, the most advanced thing in video games to date. You know, this crazy light scheme. There's a really good uh, video of it 
I think it uses uh, Watch Dogs as New Legion's game. Mm-hmm. There's some dude floating around in a by a skyscraper on a drone, and he turns ray tracing off. All you see is just like these mirrored skyscrapers uh, with like a faint kind of reflection. You don't really see anything. And then when he turns it on, it's like as real as reality. Like you can see every reflection in every little mirror, perfect. You know because of ray tracing. So. It's a it's a new uh, uh, big deal for for video games, and uh, a lot of games have confirmed that it's not coming out for console. I don't think the new Assassin's Creed has it, um, but Cyberpunk has, and uh, uh, so other people are like, "Wait a minute, why are other uh, why are all these other games only getting them for PC and not for these new consoles?" Um, and they're starting to look into like it. Ha- people are starting to speculate that. Uh, AMD and N- NVIDIA are basically trying to hold that technology just for their own graphics cards, you know, which is pretty corrupt. It's like, I'm trying to think of an example. It's like saying uh, Coca-Cola can only use bottles, you know, N- not Pepsi, you know. It's, it's you have to sick. drink it out of a cup. Yeah. So, <laughs> no bottle, f- no resealable vessel for you. Exactly. So um, I, I hope they kind of get the this figured out. And whenever... Something's brought new, like this haptic controller stuff for the new PlayStation. I'm sure they're going to patent that and pretend like only they can have that. And then when, if it catches off, you know, it does really well, Microsoft's <laughs> going to want to emulate that, you know, and then they're going to, what? Your handwriting is so bad. I looked at that at your notes, and I know what you wrote, but it looks like it says cyan pork death threat. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, sign pork death threat? I was like, what the hell does that mean? I'm getting to that, okay? It's very important, actually. (laughs) (laughs) It's my own language. All right. But anyways, the important thing is is that, uh, you know, the the technologies that come out with video games that they they try and like it's like like almost like uh, the the fuel economy. Sign pork. All right, relax. Stay stay focused, you third grader. If he's not distracted by a fly, he's distracted by whatever random thought comes into his head. So, anyways, we'll see what the uh, future for competitive video game marketing is. That being said, because of the delays in cyberpunk, not cyberpork. No, cyan pork. Whatever. We'll change that to my name in Among Us. Because of the delays in that, the developers have been getting, like, insane death threats. And it's for, like, 21 days. That's all they're delaying it for. Um, but that, for the third time. It's the fourth time. But, <laughs> but they, they, you know, still, it's, it's not worth threat. Especially if you want something bad enough, you don't go to the person who's trying to give it to you and say, I'm going to kill, kill you. you. <laughs> so... You know, that's what's happening. They're, like, threatening their families and all mm-hmm. sorts of stuff. And in the back of Hayden's mind, he's going, that's probably not a bad idea. No. No. I've been waiting on this thing. No, I believe in the system. You know, I think that uh, that it's like it's like Miyamoto says, a delayed game will eventually be good, but a rush game will be bad forever. There you go. All right, philosopher. That's what Miyamoto said. Confucius said. Who the hell is Miyamoto? The guy who made Mario. Oh, well, good for him. <laughs> They'd be like a legend in video game stuff. I, I guess I'm the only guy that knows like all the ins and outs of the video game world. Probably to the three seems years. that way. Um, but yeah, <laughs> compared so, to our listeners and everyone, it's just weird because the video game market is you know in the hundreds of billions of dollars now. It's it's it, it may have surpassed film, especially this year because of Corona and whatnot. 
so to see everything so radical with these death threats, people like having like these kind of like market control schemes and all sorts of stuff. It's it's kind of crazy to see like the most cutting edge, newer kind of frontier like way of marketing control and what what's going on. So, and this isn't even a country. Uh, this isn't even a, a gaming company in our country. This is in Poland. You know, so I'm sure that their entertainment rights and laws are probably not as well developed as ours. So it'd be interesting to see what 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 kind of crazy new stuff is going to come out from all of this, just as far as the legality of uh, how games are being made. So, I don't know. Maybe Did you, did you get angry? No. Did you stab your notebook? That's what was given to me. Oh, okay. A right. stabbed book? <laughs> yeah. A stabbed notepad? Why? Re- re- relax, everybody. I'm just checking. <laughs> Everything is going to be fine. Is the notepad the cyan pork? So, <laughs> um, like the death threat got carried out. <laughs> the game that I'm reviewing has absolutely nothing to do with what we talked about, um, <laughs> except uh, that Miyamoto has something to do with it. But anyways, um, uh Smash Brothers, Smash Brothers Ultimate. Thought we reviewed that. No, we haven't. Re- we talked about it in the past. And we played a couple games of it, but uh, this is my favorite game, um, and I gave it a ten out of ten, right up front. Um, we have played it on the show. We have played it. We streamed it, but we never actually reviewed it. Reviewed it. So uh, this was made by Bandai and Sora Limited. Um, Bandai is kind of like a um, graphics processing generation powerhouse. Like they just basically. Make the models and make it look clean. Sora, uh, the guy, Masahiro Sakurai, the guy who's the the creative genius behind Smash Brothers, his company basically uh, made all the uh, ins and outs and the the, the, um, the complications of Smash Brothers. And in, from 64 to what it is uh, on the current Switch console, it's a completely different game. Um, but the premise is the same. Two of your favorite video game characters from Nintendo... Beat the crap out of each other. Beat the crap out of each other. They use iconic items and stuff from other games, and they try and knock a guy out of a platform, you know, off the screen, off a TV screen. And, you know, you try and knock him off and and kill him that way. You just need Bowser. Well. (laughs) To each his own. That's why you're a piece of crap. (laughs) Um, But uh, it's, uh, it's, it's blossomed into this giant thing now. There's, like... 75 characters you can choose from mm-hmm. um and it's been so popular that it's actually i'd say pioneered the cross-generation platforming stuff like nintendo's done a lot for that as nintendo being a very like isolated uh company has kind of come out of their shell a lot with smash brothers they've allowed playstation characters and now xbox characters is master chief in it now there's rumor but i doubt they do have steve from minecraft <laughs> which is uh uh, Xbox owned character and Banjo Kazooie, which is an Xbox owned character. So, and then they oh. have all these Final Fantasy characters, uh, which is PlayStation. Is Kratos in it yet? <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> I, I, I think the most M rated character they have is Snake from Metal Gear Solid. So, oh, he's in it. Yeah, I want yeah. Master Chief because he he would win. They have Metroid. That's kind of close. <laughs> yeah, eh. as far as look, yeah, <laughs> be really weird. They to have visors. Metroid versus Master Chief. <laughs> well, Samus versus Master Chief. Yeah. But. Uh, my money be on the chief. I need a weapon. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a it, it's a great game. Uh, it's the one game that everybody in my family can play. Um, and you know, you there is a learning curve. Like you gotta learn. You know, it's not complicated uh, buttons, but you gotta learn how like the physics of the game works. But my four year old kid uh, is basically dominating in it. So you know, it 
you can pick it up pretty quick. I mean, I won't let him beat me, obviously, but yeah. It was fun enough to where Hayden convinced me to trade in my PS4 with someone to get the Nintendo Switch just to play this game. Yeah. Because it's a lot of fun. It is is fun. fun. (laughs) I just also like, Hayden talks a lot of crap about how good he is at this game. I could beat you both. Well, Well, I don't know about both. I could. At the same time. At the same time, I could. We've proven that theory wrong with others. One there's, game. there's video footage of it. One and game. that was like the third time I've ever played it, and I managed to beat you. That at was least one once. game. Well, you beat me with Mitchell. No, Mitch just stood there and watched like he does in Warzone. Uh, okay. <laughs> so how about this? How about we make it interesting? We'll, we'll we'll play again. All right, when I get back, and we'll see which one of us is the best then. Now, granted, I'm not the greatest, but I have beat you one on one a couple of times. Okay, so let's just. I'm just saying. Let's just play. Yeah. We'll, we'll do best of three. Yeah. Out of the now three I mean, of us. Before Granted, we all played, he went on and on like he was like this omnipotent figure in I, Smash. I'm Brothers. pretty good at it. I've been playing. He, see, now he, he's saying he's pretty good. He is really he's good. Like, I'm the best. I'm the best. I, I tell you right now, I'm the best out of the three of us. So. Oh yes. We can make it interesting if you want to. I'm, I'm interested. All right. So uh, I, I say for the next go around, we'll play when I get back from military leave, and the loser. Has to do that week's punishment. But if we're on the team against you, what? Then who's yeah. then, <laughs> no, no, no. Who's two on one? I thought we were doing free for all. Well, you just said you could be both of us. I can. You want to do it that way? <laughs> yeah. Then you both have to do punishments then. Okay. okay. All right, we'll okay. do it that way. We'll take those odds. <laughs> so, you know. Tom, we'll, be, we'll be playing like a week straight. And I'm like, I got my elite <laughs> controller now for the Switch. And I'm just like, time to start practicing. You do whatever you got to do. We'll uh, we'll figure a way to coordinate it where we can get it recorded and put it online, too. So, make it interesting. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I'm looking forward to that and winning. Um, that's our news and review section. If you have anything that specific that you want us to talk about in the future, um let us know on our social media or in the past, and we will uh, throw it up for the next week's episode or whatever. And uh, the, you know, get do as much research as we can. If you talk specifically about something that you want to us, we'll we'll, we'll definitely do our, uh, our our p's and q's on it, making sure that we have everything as much as possible. So, mm-hmm. all right, we like conversation. Next, uh, we're doing our top ten list of. I don't know really how to describe it. It's reality-based TV. Okay. So, like, examples are, like, Survivor, Ancient Aliens, Honey Boo Boo. Those, that, I mean, not necessarily those shows, but that kind of genre. Honey Boo Boo was on this list? No. No. These uh, are the ones that we I'm just giving liked. an example of I was like, what I thought, the like, kind of shows were. I don't remember that being one of them. These are the ones that we liked, and then we posted them online, and you guys picked the one, out of the ones we liked, which ones you liked, and we put them on top. So Now, out of our poll... Mythbusters is number one. Okay. We had the most votes for it. It uh by at least I guess about three that it beat out uh my the show, but we'll talk about Mythbusters first. Okay. It's like what twenty uh, well they ended it four or five years ago, right? Yeah. And I, it, I think it was a little bit longer. And then went almost twenty seasons, didn't it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So um That was a show I me mean, you would watch that in school. Like when I was in high school, like we would watch episodes of MythBusters just because of how well they would do stuff. It was cool. I it mean, was a very good show. Inevitably, they like they would do something, and if it didn't work, they'd blow it up. So that was always a lot of fun, you know. <laughs> Blowing things up is always funny. Um, but it was cool just to see some of these things that you you know you'd heard about, never would have imagined it would work, mm-hmm. like them lifting a car with three drops of like super glue. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's um, pretty interesting. I think that sometimes they kind of touched on 
like they, they kind of stepped over uh, myths they've already done, you know, in the past. I'm trying to think of an example, but like they they would like kind of do the same thing, you know, maybe like. I mean, after 20 seasons. Yeah, it'd be hard not. How to. many myths are there? Well, a, lot, a lot of times they would take what people had seen in a movie or something to see if it could actually be done as well. That was cool. Yeah, like, I liked uh, it when they cut like the car in half, like in Bond. Yeah. yeah. Driving around with the front half to see if it would actually work. And yeah. it did. Yeah. Um, they showed that Jack could have survived on the door in Titanic. <laughs> yeah, that were, was a very important episode. <laughs> those were a lot of fun. I wish they kind of had gone that route. They had just evolved Mythbusters into being like a, a movie, could it happen kind of thing. But, uh, you know, they just ended up. I think uh, the, the two dudes, the walrus guy and the nerd. What's his <laughs> name? Heineman. Yeah. And the and, other dude. Uh, Adam Savage. Those guys, I think they had like a lot of issues in the show with each other. And they ended up uh, just calling it after a while but i mean like you're blowing stuff up with a dude for 20 years you're probably gonna you know now i don't remember the the three names but the the their three like associates they had their own netflix show that was yeah it was bad yeah, yeah it wasn't great but it, i mean they had their own netflix mm-hmm. show for a little while afterwards and but. then uh grant himanara died uh, yeah he died this year so yeah um although adam savage does have his own youtube channel where he does a lot of mythbuster-esque stuff okay. like yeah. one day builds some, he, he's a good he's an interesting guy but he kind of goes off the rails and you're just like watch him do weird stuff for a while and you're like i could see why he would be an issue on set you know <laughs> they gotta ring him in a little bit but jamie heineman's mustache had enough yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right what's next next my show mm. expedition unknown yeah where basically you have josh gates He's kind of a comedian. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's wanting to be a comedian or he's just that funny, but he, he basically travels around the world looking up these uh, myths and I guess just almost like treasure hunting, just like different things. forgotten places. And- yeah. Like uh, they, a lot of times for this show, he just joins in with uh, other people that are actually, yeah, that are actually doing archaeological expeditions and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And like they've, uh, he's joined in with them when they were finding uh, some new mummies that were out by the Great Pyramids. They found like two or three new ones with the mm-hmm. jewels and stuff still in place. Wow. Um, there's this uh, show called, or this book called The Secret, where this I guess very wealthy person hid like 13 jewels, and he, in the book it gives you almost like a riddle kind of clues to where they're at, and you got to solve it. And uh, he's joined in with two guys throughout the, his eight years on the show that have mm-hmm. actually joined them as they found the jewel. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, a lot of stuff, you know, sometimes they don't find anything. He just follows the leads, you know, mm-hmm. the, and the other people show him where they go with this stuff. But it's it's a pretty fun show to watch, you know. Even if he's not finding something, he's entertaining enough to watch. Like, it, sometimes he'll eat, you know, exotic cuisine as he's going along. He Monkey was, brains. Well, he was in Japan researching this, like, you know, mythical sword that was supposed to be real, and he was eating octopus, and, like, it's still moving on the plate uh, as he's uh, eating it. I was like, ugh. Uh, uh, no, no. <laughs> I like my food dead. <laughs> but, I mean, he does everything from, like, scuba diving under the water to cave diving, you know, traveling through the Sahara, whatever, to find his stuff. So. It's a, it's an interesting show. Sometimes they're like, we're so close to finding this thing, and then, like, they, they hit a – they hit it like a, it's like the last five minutes of the show. And they're like, uh, we can't go any further. That's as far as we can go. You know, it's well, yeah. Like, well, the one I think the one you're talking about, like they went down to a cave looking for like the the 
was it the library of gold or something like that? Mm-hmm. And they got to a point where they just couldn't go any further in the cave. There was They're like, well, that's it. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tune in next week to find the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you they don't find it. <laughs> just saying. But um, it was a good show. It's it's still, it's still I watched on. it. With all the Corona stuff going on, they've kind of had like a Josh Gates Tonight talk show where he's been reviewing and talking like through Zoom with some of these other people. It's it's not really. Mm-hmm. It's more exciting to see him go to these places and do the stuff. But. All right. Next is Mail Call. Yes. Great show. It was fun. That, that show made the History Channel fun. <laughs> Early Ermy. Early Ermy shooting watermelons, mm-hmm. big guns, lots of nonsense. I just feel the like the outtakes for that show <laughs> should be its own show. D- does he like just hold back on the profanity? The oh yeah, time? I'm sure. Yeah, like this the outtakes like are back hysterical. Yeah. Like the, like a horse doesn't do something, the gut jams. Like he like drives past something, goes. He he just see like throw his hands up and just starts swearing. I remember my like, dad watching the camera guys like go back and forth giving each other the business, and he's just cracking a smile the whole time. Like you could tell he had a lot of fun making that show. Yeah, my dad watched this religiously as I was growing up. Like he, if it was on, that's what we were watching. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. Just just. To- <laughs> Just to listen to him tell his version of what you know, mm-hmm. what he thought about stuff was, or like the know. people would write into the show and like some of the outtakes. He'd be like, "Hey, he's like, he's like, he's like, hey, Gunny, I'm so so." He's like, "You want anyone else? You're a fucking idiot." He starts yelling <laughs> at the camera. Damn, he's like, "That's a dumb question." He just throws the paper. Yeah, he seems he seems pretty old school. He he is a very old school guy. That was a. If you haven't watched it, look up some clips of that show. That show made. Made me really appreciate guns and like you know the science behind a lot of stuff because he he did a good job explaining a lot of the things. He's a very intelligent guy. He's a very smart. He was person. a like a regular guy that just happened to make it into the movie somehow. Yeah, he uh, worked his way in by being pretty much uh, charismatic and smart. So if you're easily offended, I would not recommend this. <laughs> Just because he's very demeaning towards some of his uh, uh, write-ins. <laughs> yes, and the watermelons, but they're funny. <laughs> so. All right, next we'll move on to, uh, I guess, I think it was yours. Yeah, Fortune Fire. Yeah. Uh, so I don't really like, I, I, I say I don't like Cake Boss and all that other kind of like, you know, competitive creation shows, but uh, there's actually another one. Uh, like, it's actually a cake show, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Great British um, Bake Off. <clears throat> no. Uh, Fortune Fire is a lot of fun, though. Um, it's basically a bunch of rednecks get together and they give them like, you know, a railway spike and some rebar and they're like, make the Massamoon Katana or something like that. You have 30 minutes and they just like run around with a lighter and some coal and make something happen. And a hammer. Yeah. It's like broken. Now it's not that bad, but they do have like, like I remember they had to make uh, a knife out of a spool of barbed wire and they had to use uh, an old coal forge. And that was like just crazy. Cause like these people, their jobs in real life, well, at least they're, Hobbies in real life are to 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 blacksmith or knife works or whatever it is, and uh, to see them just be like, "How the hell am I supposed to?" to that, <laughs> that? You know, just see them like just struggle. You know, mm-hmm. I don't watch enough of the episode where I feel like I could probably do it. No, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I have no idea what I would be doing. You know, um, I, I would I would definitely embarrass myself. But uh, it's still fascinating, and and you learn a lot about uh, weapons and you know blacksmithing and folding and you know tampering. I found out what Damascus is. You know, it's not what is Damascus. So you take all these different folds of uh, of a type of iron or steel or whatever, and then um, you kind of like blend them together with like an acidic base of some sort, acidic uh, 
something that you put on it. Is it like the powder or something? No, it's like you got to fold them. You have to fold a bunch together so that like they'll like sandwich a bunch of steel on top of each other, mm-hmm. right? And then they'll they'll forge it together so tight that you can't even see the seams between it. Um, and what, all those lines and cool looking things of Damascus is those lines of the um, the seams mm-hmm. blending together with that acid resin on top or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty interesting. They they do a good job like breaking it down and explaining it to you. So. I always find uh, it funny when they're they're like, oh, let's take this knife, let's test it out. And they beat it against granite, and they're yeah. like, oh, the edge bl- oh, was bended. What? No crap, it's bending. Well, those are master knife people, and like they'll like they'll the judges. I was like, those judges can't do anything. And then they have like a judge episode where they get the judges to come in and prove that they can. And that the crap that they make uh, under the same conditions they make their contestants go through, they do it. And there's a reason why they're masters. Because like their their the crap don't break, so, I know it's just like it's you're, like you're I made this sword puts it underneath like a hydraulic press. It's like ah it broke, yeah. things a hunk of crap. You suck. That's essentially <laughs> it, you know. But I mean, I guess it proves why some weapons have better quality than other weapons. So mm-hmm. it's a great show. I love that show. Next one we got dirty jobs. Great show. So dirty. Makes me really appreciate with working indoors in air conditioning. <laughs> Yeah, I remember seeing him do something like the the. There was one where like he had to get the gooey ducks. Oh, like he yeah. was in the pond, like pulled. Well, I was like, oh. One thing I remember, like watching that show, like a lot of these jobs make me appreciate my job. Yeah. And also, I was like, man, Mike Rowe was jacked. Yeah, he was. That dude is in a very felt. He had a very sultry voice too. I think he was like an operatic singer or something. Yeah, like that. Well, yeah. I know he's he, a manly, manly man. He yeah. went from dirty jobs to being the voice to, for Ford or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know the You know, he, you know, he does well. Just, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, like, I remember him doing that septic tank episode. Ugh. And he had to go clean out a, a clogged septic tank or something like that. Ugh. And he put on a suit and just jumped in there. And when he was done, he was like, I've done a lot of dirty jobs, but I'm never doing that one again. <laughs> and I was like, I wouldn't do it to begin with, man. You know? Like, that, there's not enough money yeah, to was, make me get in there. It was pretty crazy. I think it. the best part of that show was him reacting to how crazy people are for doing dirty jobs. Like, chicken sexing. Remember that one? Yeah. So, what? Yeah, there's, there's a conveyor belt of chicks, and you got to grab them and squeeze them, and they poop in a certain direction. <laughs> All right? So whichever direction you can tell is male or female. And he's trying to, like, cut jokes because it's a weird thing, right? And the guy that is teaching him how to do it is just as serious as can be. He's so robotic. Neil Breen. Yeah. He, he's, <laughs> he's, 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 there's no humor to be had about chicken sexing. So. Next one's we got unsolved mysteries. Tonight on <laughs> Unsolved <laughs> Two. <laughs> one I when I knew you were gonna say it though, in my head I was like, don't nah, don't say it. I was like, no, nah, I'm gonna say it. Right. You're gonna go tell them how many times you curse so when they bleep it out. Four. Alright. Uh yeah, it's a good show. <laughs> I, I, I watched the Netflix one. I don't I don't have watched the original ones. But we talked yeah. a lot about this show too. So You're like, yeah, that was a good show. Yeah. Yeah, I never watched it. <laughs> Just that's the Tourette's guy YouTube spoof where he yeah. wears the stupid overcoat. Uh, we talked a lot about that show in the past. Well, that was number six. Now we'll go to number seven, which is Top Gear. The, this should have been number one. It's the best show on there. It got I mean, two votes. Maybe you don't like cars. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. It's not even if that show became more about cars. It's like here's three friends puttering about getting into nonsense with each other, and yeah. cars happen to be a part of it. It's it's fun from what I've seen. The dynamic between the three of them can't be replicated. Sometimes they're talking about. Exhaust manifolds and whatnot. Well, that's like, just James. Jeremy just sits there, goes cross-eyed, and starts falling asleep. I don't know anything about what's going on right now. So, number eight, 
movies that made us. That's my favorite one. That's the one I put down. I voted for. Well, I've never that watched it. Uh, because sometimes movies that the way that they got made is more interesting than the movie itself. And there's only one season on Netflix, but you know, you know, I started like like Die Hard. I always wanted like the the real story behind the making of Die Hard. I heard a lot of stuff, and they go into great detail about how Die Hard was made. And it was fascinating. It was, and, and you know, the next one was Home Alone, and I, I watched that one. How you got Joe Pesci to star in a kids movie? Yeah, you know, and, <laughs> I want to uh, know what his dad did to afford that house. It's and great, t- and send the whole family to Paris. <laughs> Great show. Uh, and then, like, even I was like, Dirty Dancing is the last one. I, I don't know if I'm going to watch it. And I watched it. And I was like, fascinated. And I, it made me want to go back and watch Dirty Dancing, you know, because of how, <laughs> how it was made. Heard the time <laughs> of my life. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so just, just the way that they, because the film industry is like an empire with a shelf life of two years. You get tons of money. Tons of people, tons of resources and locations and whatnot, and you just burn through as fast as possible to output a, a movie. And to see how that's done, like no other job I can think does that. So uh, it's really cool. To, just basically documentaries on how movies are made. So there you go. Number nine, Deadliest Warrior. That was a cool show. It was fun just to see him like hit the pigs and stuff like the the oh you know, yeah because it's like the closest weapon. like anatomically yeah um, with like skin density and um, bone density. That just to see some of like the different traps and stuff that certain mm-hmm. like you know regimes or whatever you, whatever character uses these mm-hmm. attacks or whatever just to see it hit the like the gelatin mm-hmm. what would actually happen right and then the fight between the two at the end yeah. to see who would win <laughs> yeah I mean some of the stuff is like you know how would these armors and weapons stack up if, if if they were pitted against one another even though you know some of them might they were centuries apart yeah or some weapons like wouldn't even pierce older armor right mm. yeah like. uh I think they they did the, the katana versus the bastard sword, and everybody thought the katana would win, and the bastard sword one was uh, was actually the one that won the duel. Yeah. So, I don't know how they verified that, but yeah. yeah. But and we'll move on. The rest of these are kind of tied for last, which is uh, naked and afraid. It's funny if you want to watch a bunch of hipsters just be naked in the woods and cry and afraid because they think that they could be vegan, you know, and survive thirty days without any nourishment. It, I don't know. If you if you like watching people be, being miserable, it's great. It's always a bunch of hipsters <laughs> or a bunch of people that think they're tough. Yeah. That like so. it's like, dude, you can't survive out in the woods. You got to eat like five hundred thousand calories of protein just to survive. Yeah. It's like their like <laughs> opener is like a uh, Chris Pratt doing the opener spoof on Parks and Rec to be on like Survivor or something. Oh yeah. And he's like in a, like a kiddie pool and he's got like his <laughs> like pants rolled up to his shorts. He's got like a bandana on and he's holding a fish and he's like, oh man, you do it. He just like rips the guts out. And he's like, and I want to be on. <laughs> It's like, that's the people you get for this show. <laughs> I think a great example, though, just one snippet of the show and Naked and Afraid is they have a vegan uh, cr- troop of people, and they have foraged everything in this jungle that they could find. And then this lady is part of the meat eaters. That's how they've organized themselves, is the meat eaters and the vegans somehow living together. She kills this giant eel. It's like <laughs> six feet long. And they're just eating it and just like, ah, oh, it's so delicious. You guys sure you know what's up? They're just sitting there like all amazed. Starving. Like chewing their- on a stick or something like that. So. <laughs> now I'm going to eat my uh, my grilled grass <laughs> with nothing. Lady, go eat the meat. It's dead already. It doesn't matter. Then the next one was uh, Nailed It. I don't know what that is. Nailed It is a uh, cake <laughs> cooking. This is one of my favorite shows, too. I watch it with the kids, too. It's, it's funny. So, like... Uh, 
They'll do like you know, like for instance, they did the the, the Trump uh, election one uh, last election, obviously, and uh, they had all these amateur, and they're like really small time, maybe make a cookie here and there, bakers, you know, <laughs> and they get them together and they give them astronomical times, like thirty minutes to make this elaborate cake, and you have to use, you know, an actual rose or something like that. So uh, they'll uh, they'll put all these elements together. And they'll show you an example of how beautiful it's supposed to be, and it'll cut to each individual contestant's horribly <laughs> deformed <laughs> kick. Like one of them looked like an aborted fetus or something like that for one of the, one of the Trump ones. I was like, oh, <laughs> and then the, the judges have to eat it, <laughs> so you can tell they're just like, you used only salt and no sugar in this one. <laughs> it's just hilarious. It's, <laughs> Uh, after that, we have No Reservation, which I don't know what that one uh, is. No Reservation with Anthony Bourdain. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was a really good show. I think it was on the Travels Channel. That's yeah. where he went around and ate stuff. I got a friend who loves that show. Yeah, he went around, toured different pla- uh, all over the world, different restaurants, different kinds of cuisine, okay. checking out all these places. It was a really, really good show. Then we have uh, Destination Truth, which is another one with Josh Gates. It's an older show, but basically he would go around and he'd research myths and monsters like Bigfoot and vampires and werewolves and all sorts of the different New things. Jersey devil. It was, it, was, it was fun to watch just because they do like ghost hunting kind of stuff. And yeah. It was fun to watch just because of his personality. damn thing. It's, mm. it's still funny, though. And then uh, after that was Fight Science, which I, another one I liked. It's it's along the, the Deadliest Warrior kind yeah. of thing, but it shows how different fighting styles mm-hmm. could be used and how your body can be used in the pressure points and things like that. After that. We have a last is surviving the cut. Yeah, I already talked about. Didn't we talk about it? No, we did not. No, right. it's a bunch of uh, random civilians that try to no, go it's through. Not. Is that no surviving the cut? Was a Discovery Channel show where they would showcase all like the elite military. Oh schools. Yeah, 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 and it was got military guys going through it like through their selection process and tryouts. Yeah, you're right. I think they did like four seasons. Huh. I don't know. It was a really good show. Check it out. Yep. Okay. There you go. Uh, that is our top ten reality based well, TV uh, film shows. And you've all uh, given some interesting input on it. And, uh, yeah, I'd say Mythbusters is an honorable number one. No, Top so. Gear is. Um, <laughs> Summer Tower. Yeah, uh, we appreciate And if you are coming coming to this late and you're hearing this and you think, no, Top Gear is number one, get on our Facebook and blow it up and tell us how much we suck. Let us uh, know and let us know why. Uh, all right, that does it for this week's episode. Before we go, though, we have to spin that wheel. <laughs> and it should time. be known that I am uh, null and void from this week because I won't be here next week. So, But if you get it, how are you going to do a review? I'm not going to get it. We'll see about that. I, I, I won't be here next week, so. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yes! That is awesome. All right, Mitch. What what, what did I get to punish you with? TV. TV! What, Animorphs season two? (laughs) No, do something better. You're going to watch the annoying orange show. (laughs) Oh, like that stupid superimposed eyes and mouth on the orange? I've watched it. Have you really? Yeah. You watched the weirdest stuff. Do you have anything else? Um, No, my nephew loves that show. Hold on, hold on. I got one. I got one. Let me let me let me look it up real quick. Let me Google a crappy I, I've, show. I've got it on here. Oh, I remember. I looked up Zoobly Zoo. Zoobly Zoo. Yes. What is that? <laughs> is it the one with like the lemur monkey that made you like zoom boom a fool? No, no, that was. I had to watch that one, didn't I? 
Did you? I think I did. Or no, maybe you did. Now one of you two. I was back before YouTube. This is some BS. Four in a row, man. I'm impressed. I gotta find this thing. Your dad is like a prophet. <laughs> Tell him to find out what the next week's winning lottery numbers are. A lower budget cat. <laughs> I've never wanted to commit murder until now. <laughs> this looks like the dopey kids version of the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> wow. A lot of money went into that. They just. All right, we gotta wrap it up. Well. Is it is it like a musical? That's awesome. That that is some sweet justice right there. <laughs> oh so, God, I, I am eagerly awaiting to uh, hear Tom's review of that. So, uh, yeah, we'll 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 see you back on Monday for the for Tom's review. Or I'll commit seppuku. <laughs> and um, yeah, and talk to us on Facebook, and we'll uh, we'll see you back. I'll see you back in a couple of weeks. They'll be here next week. So goodbye from Mitch. Bye. Goodbye from Tom. Bye. And goodbye from me. And goodbye. I totally forgot about that show. That was a show that when I was a kid, I would watch the show, and then that would come on after, and I'd be like, oh my god, change the channel. <laughs> <laughs>